This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tig, this is a very exciting day. It sure is. (laughs) Why is it exciting? Well, because tomorrow we have our live show. Oh, right. Yes, and people can stream it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So you can go to dynastytypewriter.com to get tickets for our live stream show. It's going to be mm-hmm. fun and ridiculous. It's going to be really be fun. It'll be ridiculous. Yeah. In-person seats at the theater yeah. sold out. Yeah. But anywhere in the world, you can buy a ticket and watch this show stream right into your face Living. oh so face. get yeah. your tickets right into your earballs that's january 31st uh we're doing our live show go to dynastytypewriter.com and tune in mm-hmm. little snark bulls tune in and if you're coming across this episode in the year 2097 mm. um mm-hmm. this episode was actually aired in 2023 so you missed mm. the live streaming show i'm glad you i'm glad you let the listeners know that um okay tig today we went mm-hmm. listen this might be the most braggadocious alerts we've ever <laughs> we've ever had it seemed mm-hmm. like it was a hot potato of braggadocious alerts and by the way not even sure they were deserved were they deserved mm. yeah they were deserved i don't know We'll let the listeners. Braggadocious <laughs> alert. We talk a lot about the 90s. Mm-hmm. Why don't we find out something Stephanie does that I didn't know she did? We find out that I had a. What was that? I'm not going to tell you. You'll have to listen. Oh, I have to listen? And then okay. um, also, oh, I had a, an interesting job for one day at Universal Studios that I nailed. Oh. Nailed yeah, it. Yeah, that got you <laughs> to where you are now. Okay. A springboard. It was a springboard. Okay, let's get right to it. Ladies and jerks, welcome to Call Me Miss Cleo. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries? Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling. I am the first ever podcast, and Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Tig. Hey. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Are you a little congested? You can be honest. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. 
Yeah, I'm going to keep that a secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Stephanie and I, we think we have a cold. We're hoping it's not going to drag us into something else. Yeah. Don't even mention yeah. it. I'm not going to. Well, I hope you feel better. Well, thank you. I'm sure this podcast is going to be, I feel 100% fantastic. Do you? Yeah, I do. Good. Do you typically? Uh, I mean, usually I'm tired. I feel like I stay tired yeah. all the time. I wake up and I'm like, I cannot wait to take a nap. <laughs> That's usually <laughs> how I wake up. <laughs> and then I don't really have time to take a nap. But but today I felt like, okay, hit the ground running. Do you sleep all right? Last night I did, but not usually. Uh-huh. Sleep is hard, isn't it? It is. It's very hard. And I got myself on CBD. Oh, yeah. Um, do you do that? Not usually. Are you enjoying it? It's helpful. Yeah, it has been helpful. And it's not, doesn't have THC in it. I actually take it an hour or two before bed. And then I stay up mm-hmm. while I have the CBD oil in my system. Mm-hmm. And then I really start to feel tired. Mm-hmm. And then I go get in bed and it's very helpful wow that's nice so i don't take it like oh i'm in bed i'm gonna take my cbd i take it yeah as soon as max and finn get into their bath you're like it's on i am in wind down yeah. mode it's funny i was just working with uh ted danson but we were we were laughing about getting older and sleeping and how like oh no mm-hmm. now we wake up like sore from sleeping <laughs> Yeah. When you wake up and you're like, "Wow, I sprained something last night." <laughs> like, what happened? I know. To I us? did this. I did this video on my Instagram a while back where I was like, "How is it that getting a full eight hours of sleep, I still wake up looking like I've been beaten in the face? <laughs> my hair is going every direction." <laughs> I'm exhausted. Like, what happened? I was just, I was lying down. Yeah, they say do the eight-hour thing, and then you wake up, and you're like, what? What else? What else you guys got? Yeah. (laughs) It is the worst when you feel like, and then when you get, you know, five hours of sleep, you think, oh, it's only because I didn't have eight hours. But then when you get eight hours, you're like, now what? (laughs) This is it? (laughs) I take it from here. Okay. Tig? Yeah. This documentary really like catapulted me back into the 90s. I vaguely recall. Knew. Yeah. It's like, right. Uh, and I think it all, I think Ms. Cleo yeah. kind of merges into a bunch of just weird things on TV. Yeah. Decades ago. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not, I don't necessarily remember her, Words. but I just feel like. There were numbers to call. And <laughs> there were a lot of charges. numbers to call. Yeah. That were yeah. really important. Yeah. Okay, well, today we're talking about Call Me Miss Cleo. And it's a 2022 mm-hmm. documentary directed by Jennifer Brea and Celia oh Anaskovich. I actually think I nailed that. The documentary nails the story of Miss Cleo, a famous TV tarot card reader. Wait. What happened? Does it really say nails? The documentary nails the story? No, I said I nailed Anna Scofitch. I know, but then a second. 
later you said the documentary nails the story (laughs) thomas did she not (laughs) i was like how is it that that is being used twice (laughs) this documentary nails the story i don't know well this is a rough start okay the document what what does it actually say tells That makes more sense. The documentary. <laughs> I like that. It's like they nail this one. I know the fact that you watched that documentary and you're like, man, they nailed it. this documentary. Nailed. They nailed it. Cleo. Oh my uh, god, it nailed it. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot, Trudy. Okay, it's going to be a long one. Ah, uh, the documentary tells the story of Miss Cleo, a famous TV tarot reader with a mysterious past it features interviews with cleo her friends and celebrity fans call me miss cleo is available to watch on hbo max yeah well right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so okay listen you know i have experience in this field so this is all about this woman miss cleo Mm mm-hmm her her real name, I guess, is Yuri Harris. Oh, mm-hmm. I did not know that. I mean, I well, Wait, don't get you ahead didn't... of yourself. Don't get ahead of yourself. Don't spill beans right now. I know you want to. Well, I know, but said... you didn't catch you didn't catch that name. Well, did you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you why I didn't as we okay. get on drunk. Drunk. You were drunk. (laughs) Uh, Miss Cleo, a.k.a. Yori Harris, is a famous tarot card reader known for her TV commercials on the Psychic Network. Yeah. Okay, so in the 90s, the Psychic Network was huge. And this was the time when there were all these crazy commercials for lines to call. So, you know, if you're just tuning in, You'll be thrilled to know I used to work on the chat line, one nine hundred nine 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 chat, and my name was Cookie. And by the way, my, at, at one point, my boyfriend at the call time. Call us now if you ever called Cookie. Cookie, Your my boyfriend, boyfriend at, the time. at the time also got a job on the chat line, and his name was Squiggy. Squiggy. Yeah, nobody used their real names, so you got to. No, make I get up. that. But- yeah. Why Squiggy? Why would you? He'd be like, "Hi, it's Squiggy." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'd be Hi, like, "Oh, hey, Squiggy. Squiggy, where are you from?" Yeah, and then it's you know everybody had the, everybody had these names. You know, they were like Squiggy and Cookie. Yes, Destiny, Eminem, and, and you know Mercedes. I think I mentioned that. I don't know why Mercedes sticks in my mind, but Mercedes. And why was a, were people? comfortable talking to uh, a squiggy or a cookie well because they clearly wanted someone to talk to Mm -hmm. and they knew if they called the chat line that there was a a monitor like Mm -hmm. myself cookie Mm -hmm. that would make sure they're in a safe space okay right so why would you feel safe with squiggy uh, why would somebody feel well, yeah, it's like a friendly, hey, friendly, mm-hmm. upbeat, squiggy. 
Right. I guess I would feel like if I'm calling the psychic network. Well, this was the chat line. This is a chat line. Whatever. Okay. A chat line. I would feel a little more vulnerable if the person was like, oh, my name's Squiggy. (laughs) What would you want his name to be? I don't know. I just. Harold? I don't know. I don't know. It has to be a fun. No. It has to be a fun, approachable name. Squiggy, I would not approach a squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a cookie. Thank you. Cookie. Yeah. Squiggy, he, yeah. it was cute. He was cute. Very cute, actually. He was very cute. Okay. Um, okay. So I worked on the chat line. Mm-hmm. It was probably around the time, certainly, when the... I wasn't that personally, emotionally invested in the chat line. I... Yeah, right. <laughs> it didn't um, register... In my day-to-day life, like, is the chat line doing well? Are we competing <laughs> with the psychic network? Like, I, the, and I was not aware of any of that. So I would just uh-huh. show up, but plug my headset in, and be like, hey, hey, Tig. Actually, Tig would be a good name. Tig, welcome to the chat line. Where are you from? And then you would start talking. And I'd say, hey, have you met... Um, Fondue, she, she she lives in Montana, and then Fondue would be like, "Hey, Tig," and then they'd start talking, and so everyone made up a different name. Yeah, if I was calling in to talk to somebody, I would not give my regular name. No, Mm-mm. it's not interesting. Okay, people like so to say some- and Fondue are <laughs> chatting it up. <laughs> But our our chat line was 99 cents a minute. Okay. Uh-huh. So the one that they're talking, the, the uh, a Miss Cleo, mm. which I didn't realize until I was watching this, theirs was $4.99 a minute. Yeah. Well, That's... they're not talking to Squiggies or <laughs> Cookies. They're, they're talking getting... to Miss Cleo. Yeah. So Miss Cleo. She was the face of of the network yes and she had a thick jamaican accent and maybe wasn't from there don't spill beans tig i'm begging you i am begging you i'm begging you the documentary begins with various celebrities raven simone deborah wilson recounting their memories of miss cleo by the way was it interesting to see deborah wilson I had not seen her in probably 10 years. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with her, but after I realized who she was. Yeah, she was on Mad TV for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun to see Raven and Deborah on it, and they were talking about... Mm. um, And can I just tell you something? Yeah, I wish you would. About uh, Raven? Yeah? I've met Raven. Ragadocious alert! (laughs) That's right! (laughs) That's what we're here to talk, and we're here yes. to drop names mm-hmm. all around discussing mm-hmm. documentaries. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've met Raven once or twice. Mm-hmm. Same, but I, I braggadocious <laughs> alert. <laughs> but here is here is what's really interesting, and okay. I don't know if she knows that she has included me on a text chain. But I sometimes, around the holidays, 
end up on her text chains with a bunch of people. Wow. And everyone's chiming in, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, oh. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'm all, and I and I feel a little <laughs> shy. And then I just will text in like Hi, Merry <laughs> Christmas. I, I'm just like I I, I don't know. And I think, does she, and I'm scared to chime in because I'm like, does she, I don't know if she knows that I've somehow been looped in on this. I don't know if this is her family because they're all numbers that don't have names tied to them. And I told Stephanie this Christmas or New Year's Day or something, I was like, I'm on the chain again. And I don't know. I'm, you know. I don't mind being on it. Right. I don't mind chiming in Happy New Year or Merry Christmas, but I'm also like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. You want Raven, like, Tig, why are you on this chain? Yeah. yeah, Tig, why are you interrupting my chain with my dear close relatives? And so I do chime in and say, yeah, Merry Christmas. You don't um, and then I... Seem like you're... you're angry about christmas no i'm not angry about it but i'm also like i mean <laughs> it also did make me think should i include her on a mass ah. chain and then she'd and be like just, what the uh, balls yeah, are you why, <laughs> do, why am i on this yeah. chain? <laughs> why the hell am i on this one time on thanksgiving like the middle of thanksgiving day i get a yeah. facetime request from Kimberly Williams Paisley, who's a friend of mm-hmm. mine. Yeah. She doesn't even live. Braggadocious <laughs> alert. Oh my God. We're here. It's going to be a long show. <laughs> but I was like, and we don't usually FaceTime each other, you know. Mm-hmm. But so I answered it because I thought, okay. And um, she was in the middle of a conversation with her family. And it, and I was like, Hello? <laughs> And she looked down at her phone and she's like, Cheryl, what are you doing? And I was like, I I think you called me. And she goes, oh, (laughs) she goes, I'm sorry. We're in the middle of of something right now. And I was like, (laughs) I said, no, please. But it was so weird because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing in this conversation. I don't know how I got here. And it seemed like I was the one that instigated it. Because she was like, felt like she didn't call me. I'm like, I I also Hello. didn't call you. <laughs> Hello. 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 <laughs> um, well, uh, we're going to have to take a break in a what? second. Tig. But I just okay, want to tell you. Is no, Thomas Thomas raises the little sign, and I just oh, go with it. I feel like it's but like five seconds But before we do go in. for a break, mm-hmm. speaking of FaceTime, yeah. I saw Sean Hayes the other night. Go yeah. on. Braggadocious alert. Yes. And you know, he's always up for anything kooky. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. He's a silly man. In he's fact, we FaceTimed man. him during yeah. our live show. And, and he's playing the he's piano. Just, yeah. And he's he just game. playing the piano yeah. and answered yeah. his FaceTime. And that's how he normally contacts me is he'll FaceTime me. Okay. And so it felt very on brand that he was playing the piano when I FaceTimed in that time. Anyway, okay. the other night he was talking about how as he's gotten older, he has to get up all the time in the night to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And I said, Sean, will you FaceTime me every time you get up in the night? And he was like, um, are you, st-? he was like, but it's many times. And I was like, it doesn't matter. He's like, why don't I just text you? And I said, 
because it'll be funny. My ringer will be off. Yeah. It'll just be funny for me to see just a missed see. FaceTime from Sean Hayes <laughs> all through the night. And he was like, okay. And then I went home that night. And then the next morning, I looked at my phone. And sure enough, I had updates from Sean Hayes <laughs> of missed FaceTimes of when he got up to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, uh, we'll be right back on Tig okay. and Cheryl. True oh, story. Dear. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story. We're back. Talking about... Miss Cleo. Well, we're going to talk about Miss Cleo. At some point, we will talk about Miss Cleo. But this is a comedy podcast. Yeah. We talk about documentaries... Loosely. (laughs) Very loosely. If at all. So do you remember Miss Cleo's tagline of call me now? No. I can't even say it. Uh, No. I mean, I don't remember it, but... But once again, I was knee deep in my chat line yeah. business, so I had my own th- things to worry about. Sure, girl. <laughs> Raven Simone talks about watching sitcoms in the 90s and how prevalent... Oh, that's the- how we got off track. Yes, yes, Raven. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. how prevalent commercials and infomercials were. And they were mostly inviting and playful. Mm-hmm. And then the psychic commercial started to really gain popularity. So that's yeah. why Raven and Deborah were on because they did spoofs on their But also you shows. don't know that for quite a while. Quite a while. Like, and I'm like, why are, why are they <laughs> why are, are Raven and Deborah talking? On so, it's true. I, I was like, they must know Miss Cleo or they have. Yeah, there's some tie-in. And also, one of my favorite moments was when Raven says, yeah, somebody on the show must have been a big fan of hers. Yeah, one of her writers. Right. Which made me laugh because it's like she wasn't even a fan. Right. And she didn't even know if somebody, (laughs) why this material was ending up on her show. And there was such a disconnect. She wasn't even talking to her writers. Like, she's just like, so now... It's like a friend of a friend of a friend is Years talking. later, decades later, <laughs> yeah. where she's like, oh, I guess I'll do it. I can, I yeah. mean, I can tell you what I know. <laughs> yeah, she's talking about Miss Cleo because she did a spoof of it, and that's distant enough. But then yeah. the fact that she says, one of the writers must have been a fan or something. <laughs> then it just becomes even more hilarious. <laughs> Removed. Oh, good. Um, so Miss Cleo, people really loved her ads because 
There were a lot of bright colors. She had this mysterious oh. accent and a lot of enthusiastic energy. And she liked to really tell people, I wish I could do her accent. Well, give it a whirl. No, I won't. Because it's not, it's going to be like, I'm going to insult people just by trying to do a Jamaican accent. (laughs) (laughs) But she would tell people, you know, somebody would call in and say, I'm just wondering what's going on with my boyfriend. And she's like, you know, he's got another woman. Get away from that man. And then they would be like, are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You've also got another man on the side. And then they would be like, oh, my God, how would you know that? But once Mm -hmm. again, it kind of goes back to you can pretty much take some stabs in the dark and you're going to hit something. Yeah, yeah. But I think I told this story, and it doesn't matter if I have or haven't. (laughs) It doesn't matter, Blue Bellet. I went on one of those shows. (gasps) You went on? Oh, yeah, we've talked about this, but go ahead. Yeah, and the woman. (gasps) The psychic. She took a lot of stabs and didn't hit a single thing. (laughs) And my episode never aired. (laughs) Well, I would be flat out lying if I were to say, yep, that's right. I Mm -hmm. did have an aunt named Sally. Yeah, my old Aunt Sally. But you couldn't give her a, "Mm, not, not. I didn't have an aunt named Sally, but I did have an aunt whose name started with a T, which is close to an S. You couldn't give her I anything. I gave her plenty of those things, and, and she was just, no, It she never stabbed at the right thing. <laughs> well, Cleo is featured in a 2012 documentary called Hotline, mm. and in that documentary she's interviewed about her background as a priestess and her relationship with the spirit world and cleo likes to call herself a voodoo priestess uh-huh. I, I mean listen if you're yeah. sitting at home and it's one o'clock in the morning and you call miss cleo mm-hmm. for a psychic tarot card read wh- yeah. what are you expecting you know what right I mean? you're just expecting yeah. a fun lively conversation well some might be expecting that, but I would imagine there's probably also very, there's people hanging by a thread. I that, know, yeah. yeah. So it seems like, mm-hmm. well, I don't have access to a psychic around mm-hmm. me so I can call Miss Cleo because people seem yeah. to be responding in a very positive way yeah. to her. Like she mu- she right. does seem to have answers of some sort. Mm-hmm. So in this documentary, Friends of Cleo talk about mm. their experiences with her, and Cleo was able to name specific details about people they had lost, and they believe she truly has a gift. Yeah. Okay. And then you meet Jasmine Scott and Steve Sneed. And who? <laughs> Steve. <laughs> Steve Sneed. <laughs> That's tricky. It is. Steve Sneed. Yeah. And it does seem like he's the kind of person that that when you say his name, you always say the first and last. Steve Sneed. Yeah, Steve Sneed. And also, maybe his parents could have... Lightened up on the alliteration. Well, seen that... That, They could have seen that his name would be Steve Sneed. (laughs) And, um... And maybe think, oh, maybe some people would not take him as seriously because his name is Steve Sneed. (laughs) 
But he was a, he was a lovely Steve Sneed is a lovely oh, person. Very, very, very wonderful Lo- guy. They met Cleo at the Langston Hughes Performing Arts in Seattle. Hmm. And Cleo at the time wrote and directed plays, and she had had an arrangement to do a production at the Langston Hughes Center. And they both recall Steve Sneed and Jasmine <laughs> recall Cleo not having any sort of Jamaican accent uh, when they knew her. And mm-hmm. they said that she had a character, Miss Cleo, yeah. that she had developed from a play that she had written during her time at Langston Hughes. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Is that bad? Look, is it bad that she had a character and a mm-hmm. maybe fake accent and was doing tarot stuff on yeah. TV? Yeah, TV. I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's not for us to judge. To me, it all kind of feels like... It's all kind of kooky anyway, just like whatever. Yeah, like... Eh, yeah. Eh, like eh. A, eh, um, yeah, it's fine, it's not fine, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, like, depends on how you look at it. Yeah. Because some people thought it was fine. Some people got great advice from her, and so what if her name is Miss Cleo exactly. instead of Yuri? Yeah, or even if she was like, hey... I know what you should do. Oh, call me now. I'm Miss Cleo. Oh, and I'm down south. <laughs> you know, right? If you got what you needed right. from her, who, who cares? cares what kind of accent she's got? Yeah. Although that was part of it that that they were saying, you know, that people were more likely to believe she had some sort of spiritual intuition because of her Jamaican accent. Right. That's like people hearing an English, a proper English accent, and then it's like, oh, my gosh. this. You know, I know a lot of businesses will have someone with that sort of accent leave their outgoing message or be their answering service to make it seem like They know a lot of stuff. And they're sophisticated. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. But behind the scenes, it could be like, you called the right <laughs> place. But you're not going to use that voice. You're not going to use so you... that Mm-mm. person or that voice. Yeah. Some people right. will. Some people will. Some Southerners people will. don't get mad at us. Some people will. Some people will. will want this outgoing voice. We have people cleaning our chimney here today. And I'm yes. just realizing... They have British accents. What does he think? Oh, you're doing in your office? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Some people do think that. (laughs) And then I just quietly walk downstairs past them and I'm like, hi. Hey. Do you need some water? Hey. Okay. We have to take a break. Oh, no. Because I was going to tell you. We do. We'll Mm. be right back on Tegan Cheryl True Story. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. 
When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True, True story. story. Okay, so the reason I brought up Steve Sneed and Jasmine is because they said that after Cleo had done that production, that she mm. didn't pay any of the cast members or the production team. Mm. Well, that's not great. It's not great. So Miss Cleo, she reached out to the Psychic Network to tell them that their tarot card readings didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And at the time, there was a white lady, and I'm just saying it because they said it. There was a white mm-hmm. lady doing it, and they felt like, oh, this lady isn't inspiring people to call. No, she seemed like a, a church lady, <laughs> you know? Yeah, she seemed, yeah. Well, in your future, <laughs> you might see wow. that there is love coming your way. Yeah. Now, if love does come your way, yeah, then that is a very special, <laughs> special privilege that the Lord has graced you with. Yeah. So nobody wants to hear that at one in the morning. They want to hear someone exciting and provocative. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so Cleo goes into the psychic network and she says, "I know, I know how to read tarot cards," and then she starts helping that lady and then at some point they said miss cleo why don't you just do it mm. and miss cleo was like okay but i'm gonna do it the way i need okay that's i can't go into <laughs> you're copying an already copied accent Tig, it's a hat on a hat you're not what? supposed to tell tell people that yet Oh, good. Okay, just wait. We're going to get there. I don't feel like I've spoiled beans or spilled beans <laughs> You in have a while. spoiled beans in a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while, but So she goes accent. on, and Cleo is a hit. Uh-huh. And then she found out that they wanted her to say, call me now. No, that's also not a good accent. <laughs> I wish we had. Do we have a... Do we have her saying, call me now? Thomas will find it. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah. Don't go blindly through life. Let me use the power of the tarot to show you the way. Call me now for your free reading. Call 1-800-35. So now people were calling in, and they had hired people that just answered ads. They never asked them, did they feel spiritually connected? Do they have... Um, Any reason to be here, taking this job. (laughs) And they said that that the people at the network had given them like an outline of what to say. And they said that the first three minutes were free. And then after that, it was $4.99. And then the people that had worked on the hotline said, yeah, they told us to like, they didn't use the word vamp. But let's use the word vamp for the first three minutes. Yeah. They got their information. They got their addresses, their phone numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. It's not like they were just answering the phone and they were saying, 
what's in my future? And then they were telling them for three minutes. No. They were like, where do you live? And what's the zip code there? What's your credit card number? I do think there are people that are spiritually connected or intuitive in a way that other people can't can't be do you think that i don't know i am not quite sure i'm open you know there's somebody that stephanie goes to that um one of the biggest stars in hollywood told stephanie about can't name a name of the biggest star yeah jen aniston so stephanie (laughs) zooms with this woman wow and she swears by her and Jen swears by her and all the people Stephanie has turned on to this person swear by this woman. And what does I Stephanie get out of it? Do you know? Could you articulate that? I think some sort of guidance or reassurance of like I'm doing the right thing. I'm on the right path. I'm making the these choices that are in alignment with I don't know. I truly no, don't know. How is that different than a therapist? Well, a therapist hopefully yeah. isn't saying um, What's in you? five years, <laughs> you will be uh, living in Portland and you're going to have three more babies. Oh. <laughs> you know? Wait, could you imagine if your therapist said that? I'm actually yeah. getting, a, I'm getting a vision for you, Cheryl. <laughs> Wait, and why didn't you do braggadocious alert on Jen Aniston? I didn't know if you were going to keep it in. Well, I finally said it, and then you didn't Braggadocious know. alert, because by the way, I think you've trotted out Jen Aniston so many times. I told you. Well, I'm sorry. She's part of my circle. Oh, right? braggadocious alert. That's like taking it to a new level. Part of my circle. Ugh. I'm sorry that 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 is a circle you have not infiltrated. (laughs) That is too much. That's too far. That is a bridge too far. I hope that no one is listening to this podcast for the first time and this is the one they're they're hearing. Oh, why? How is it any different? I don't know. But also, do you ever or would you ever Zoom with someone that maybe would tell you you're going to have three babies in Portland? I would, of course. I have a curious Uh mind and an open heart. Oh, <laughs> braggadocious <laughs> alert. So what happens here is that now Cleo, she's a big hit. Now, uh, people start wondering what exactly is she all about? And now they're finding out, oh, she's not even from Jamaica. Her attorney didn't do a good job convincing anyone that she was from Jamaica. No, he was like, listen... Mm-hmm. People can be from Jamaica, cannot be from Jamaica. There are people who know people in Jamaica, and maybe they are from Jamaica too, but we don't know for sure either way. But Jamaica does exist. Right. Okay, the Psychic Network disclaimer had said that it's for entertainment only, and that they hope that that would protect them from legal issues. Because at some point, listen, people were... Their phone bills were being run up so high mm-hmm. that it was clear they were taking advantage of vulnerable people. Yeah. Just to divert for one second. Did I ever tell you about the time when I was mm-hmm. working at Universal Studios and this was Bragadocious a lot- <laughs> alert. 
it was so funny to me because somebody from the um, boardwalk, there was like a little boardwalk in front of the Jaws place, and somebody mm. didn't show up that day, and they were like, Cheryl, can you go out there and somebody will come up and you can either tell them how much they weigh or how old they are or what month their birthday is in. And I was like, I will do that, but I don't have any skills in this department. <laughs> have I told you this before? Probably. I don't know. And there is a big scale. There's like a big scale on the boardwalk. And I'm like, just tell me exactly what. Uh, was this in LA? No, this was in Orlando. I was like, so what am, what exactly am I supposed to do? They said, that's it. Somebody will come up and say, guess my weight. <laughs> I, was like, and I was like, and then what do I do? They said, you just guess how much they weigh. And I said, well, and what if I'm off? They said, then they get like this tiny little stuffed bear. Keychain. <laughs> and I said, and what if I'm right? And they're like, then they don't get the bear. <laughs> I was like, how is this? Is this? I'm never going to be right. And they said, it doesn't matter. Then give them a stuffed bear. What year was this? Oh, God. This was probably like 92, 90, something like that. So I spent the whole day outside on the boardwalk. And then it became, I realized later, I mean, as the day went on, it's not, nobody cares if you really guess their weight or not. Mm -hmm. They want to have a good time. You want to gather people around and you want to, you know, there's a big buildup and it's like, guys, I'm doing it. We're going to guess her weight. Everybody gather around. Am I right or am I wrong? And then, of course, if it was a woman, you would guess less than what you think they are. They don't need to get on a scale in front of everyone and you're like, oh, you weren't 198? Sorry. And then if it was a guy, (laughs) it was okay if you were over. But I was so worried about hurting people's feelings for the first hour Mm -hmm. and then i was like yeah nobody cares nobody cares cares. they're just there to get a bear but you know what's amazing is you got that job because you wanted to break into hollywood (laughs) you were so interested in tv and film that you got a job at universal and then you were guessing people's weight weight. (laughs) i was guessing because of your passion for the arts and by the way i felt like i got one step closer to making it that Uh day i was like wow yeah i am doing something that most people never get to do which is true most people never get to to guess other people's weight (laughs) <laughs> That's like Stephanie, same thing, got a job at Blockbuster Video because she was interested in TV and Aww. film, but That's she did so... not want to work. And so you know what she did? What? One of my favorite stories. I don't know what she do. She placed the phone slightly off of the, the receiver. <laughs> yeah. So that the phone wouldn't ring while she was working. <laughs> She said every time the phone rang, she was going to have a stroke. And so she decided to just rig it to where it wouldn't ring. Oh, Stephanie. Okay. So anyway, Dave Ehrenberg, the state attorney general of Palm Beach County, starts an investigation against the Psychic Network and Miss Cleo for deceptive advertising and wrongful, wrongfully mm-hmm. billing callers. Cleo claimed mm-hmm. to have attended the University of California, but the school had no record of her. Okay. Here's the thing. Tell us the thing. 
A lot of people that were in a rough spot were calling in to Miss Cleo. Yeah. And it seems as though both parties were maybe in a rough spot in life. You know? Yeah. Maybe she was hanging on by a thread yeah. in the way that the, the people calling in were hanging on by a yeah. thread. Yeah. And then at some point, the, the documentary takes a bit of a turn because then you you hear from Cleo's friends or acquaintances that Miss Cleo has seemingly different personalities. Mm-hmm. She has like a male personality that comes out sometimes. And then it was clear that she had a tough childhood. Yeah. Like you're saying, oh, this is already a vulnerable person that has yeah. her own things going on. And she was being underpaid by the network and was receiving no benefits, even though they were using her image on, you know, game boards and tarot cards. And at one point, Stephen Better and Peter Stoltz were the owners of the Psychic Hotline Company based in Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Florida. We knew hey, it was going to come hey. down. We knew it was going to come I mean, down. it's just astounding. It is. It is astounding. A lot of stuff happens in Florida. A lot yeah. of stuff happens in Florida. A lot of stuff. They shut down the company and paid a $5 million fine after getting sued. So you, you must wonder, like, how much money did they make? Yeah, I bet they made... So, I mean, five million, I bet, was a drop in the bucket. For yeah. Them. Yeah. They walked away like, worth it. Cleo. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> and they skipped off to Vermont or someplace. Cleo is villainized by the media despite making little profit during her time at the psychic company. So, at one point, we find out that Miss Cleo has cancer. Yeah. And she doesn't tell anyone about it. She takes a trip to the Bahamas, knowing she doesn't have much time left, but ultimately has to go back and enter hospice care. Mm -hmm. But what was nice about the ending was it seemed like she had gotten to a good place in her life and she had found her community. and She had made her amends or goodbyes with people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if it was amends, but like connected with exes and friends yeah 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 so listen that's basically this the story of miss cleo i would say basically tig are you ready for some final thoughts i am it's time for happily ever after thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary did you cry i didn't cry did you cry Mm, mm -mm. and who were you attracted to Mm. <laughs> this is a this is a bit of a tough one. I'll say Tom Brokaw. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to say Raven. Okay, so you are kind of jealous that you're not on the text chain <laughs> that I'm on. Could you just in the holidays. fold me into the text exchange? Is it possible to do that? You can just I add know. people. Into I think it? I think okay. it would like tell the group. But here's. Listen, I'm in a text exchange that started uh-huh. in the pandemic with, I know, one or two people. Do you mind if we can start calling it a pandoodle? Just because yeah, I feel like Yeah, let's call it a pandoodle. And I'm not sure how I got started in this text chain, but there are a lot of women in it, very smart women who have 
important things to say to each other. And I don't feel wow, like I, well said. I don't feel like I have anything to add to this. And I don't All right. even Who's know. Who's in the text exchange? I listen, I don't even know. It's the same Gloria thing. Gloria Steinem. I have no. I have people, I have phone numbers, and I'm like, I don't even know who's in this. And then I thought about taking myself out, but then I know uh, they'll all get a, they'll get a, a message. It'll be like Cheryl, Cheryl Hines just, yeah, just left the conversation. So you should just chime in every now and then and just say, hi, Merry yeah, Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want to stir the pot because I don't want people to be like, hey, you haven't said anything in a year and a half. How's it going? It's like, oh, oh, don't get me involved in it. Well, you just say, I've been thinking about all these good points you've all made. (laughs) And I'd like to agree with you all. See you later. Yeah. (sighs) I got to figure that one out. Okay. It's time for True Story Talk Back. Is there anything you want to say? No. I would like to say to the people, to the guys, what were their names? In a Jamaican accent? (laughs) No. No. Definitely not in a Jamaican accent. Who were the two guys? Oh, we can't even remember. Steve Sneed. <laughs> Steve Sneed. First of all, thank you, Steve Sneed, for coming forward, letting us know more about Miss Cleo. And then the two guys from Fort Lauderdale. You know, you guys, it's not okay. Do not take advantage of vulnerable people. If that's how you have to oh, make your guys. living, mm-hmm. then you're... You need to think about who you are. Wow. Way to give them a piece of it, Cheryl. If that's what you're going to do, well, then you shouldn't do that. Then you then you shouldn't. You sure shouldn't. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about... That's got to sting, man. That has got to sting. <laughs> you laid into those guys. They, and I hope they're listening. Cheryl just ripped you a new one. (laughs) Okay. That's all for this week's episode. Next week, we'll be talking about Dolly Parton, Here I Am on Netflix. Okay, Tig, before we go, would you like to listen to a little true fan mail? Yes. Okay, before that, I have a quick correction. We read an amazing email a couple of weeks ago from a listener whose friend Jenna just got news that she's cancer-free. The wrong name got put into our outline, and that listener is not named Stephanie. Her name is Avis. So, hey, Avis, hey. Hey, Avis, hey. Oh, gosh. How did that happen? I don't know, but I am married to Avis Allen. Avis, I'm. we are so happy for you, Avis. And Jenna, congrats to yes, you. Yes. All the best. Yes. This is from Sam. Hey, Sam. Hey, hey, Sam. Hey. Hi, Tig and Cheryl. Longtime listener, first time emailer. Listening to the Love Lizzo episode, I couldn't help feeling there was a missed opportunity for wordplay. Perhaps white ladies of a certain age with an interest in twerking could be called twerk bulls. <laughs> I guess they need to be true story fans too, but let's assume that's a given. Love the show and that you're so unapologetic over its pointlessness. (laughs) (laughs) Sam from London. Thank you, Sam. Twerk Twerk bowls. bowls. I like a twerk bowl. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is from Monique. 
Hey, Monique. Hey, Monique. Hey, bitches. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl. Just started listening to your Lizzo episode and could not stop laughing. I wanted to say that in November of last year, I unexpectedly found myself hospitalized and listening to the Beanie Mania episode multiple times was one of the only things that brought me joy as my ovary tried to mercilessly kill me. Hey, ovary, hey. Thank you for providing some relief during a really scary time for me and can't wait to see you all twerking in your khakis during the next live stream. (laughs) Love to you, Monique. I have my khakis on right now, Monique. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Look, I'll show you, Cheryl. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She really does have khakis on. I didn't know anybody still wore khakis. I wear khakis? (laughs) That's probably why I said I would. I don't. I don't remember what we said. Do you ever remember what we say no, on episode? No. no. I when, don't. And I'll run into people, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I also have a turtle in my barn," or whatever. And I'm like, "What?" Okay. And they're like, "You know, from the episode when the." No, I don't know what you're talking about. But what? I imagine I might have mentioned, I might have said I would be twerking in my khakis. Yes. Well, I think that's a consideration. Thomas, take a note, yeah. please. Well, listen, I'm glad to hear Monique is doing better. Yes. Hang in there, Monique. Yeah, hang in there, Monique. And I love that the beanie baby was the one that got her through. This is the first time <laughs> we've ever heard that before. And it'll be the last. <laughs> be the last but um but it's really nice to hear from you Monique and also yeah there's probably a lot of people listening that don't write in that are having a rough time yeah and hang in there yeah hang in there you guys hang in there you might be in some sort of pain or a rough go of some sort and I'm glad that this uh podcast is helpful in some way but hang in there hang in there Tig, is there anything you'd like to promote before we head out? Well, I would love to. Mm-hmm. I have another podcast called Don't Ask Tig. Mm-hmm. I also have a website where you can see all of my uh, updated shows listed on there. Okay. And, um, well, Cheryl, we have our live show <gasps> that you can get tickets for. That's exciting. You can buy tickets for our streaming show. I can't remember the date of it, but... Get your tickets now. January 31st. <laughs> January 31st, it turns out. January Get 31st. Now. I did a podcast, A Good Cry, and it was really okay. interesting. Michael Cruz Kanye. He's a comedian and he okay. and he actually and you talk he talks about grief and it was really interesting. And anyway, might want to check that out. Because it was um, your episode. Yes, only my episode. <laughs> but well, you were on it. I was on it, yeah. It was yeah. really, really interesting to, to, you know. Did you have a good cry? I didn't cry. I didn't cry. Huh? But okay. um, but we did talk about some, you know, deep, deep things. But also yeah. had a good time with each other, so that was nice. Uh, all right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yes, let's do it again.
Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasich, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a headgum podcast.